Okay. Hello, welcome to the Finding Proof podcast. I am here with a wonderful guest today from Los Angeles, the very lovely and very, very talented Jeanette Fuentes. And yep. Jeanette has a, uh, a very successful real estate business, speaking career. She has an incredibly interesting background, which we're going to dabble around in today. But welcome, Jeanette, to this podcast episode. I'm very excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm super excited here from California to Australia. (laughs) I know it's winter here. You know, it's winter here at school holidays. I'm actually hiding out in my children's bedroom so that I've got a quiet space to record today. Superhero. So I'm like, wow. (laughs) Look at my office. No, this is not my office. (laughs) Now that we might be onto something. But uh, so yeah, it's winter here, it's summer there. You know, we're talking, we were we were talking at the start of our conversation before we started recording, of course, that uh the the magic of technology that we can have this conversation across the oceans and record it for other people to share and sharing our stories, sharing vulnerabilities, sharing challenges that we've we've overcome to achieve success. And I know that you've got a, a big backstory. I know that there is this interesting story. So where would you like to start? I think that's probably the best question for the moment. Where would you like to start? Oh, my gosh. No, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, um, actually, well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I, I was welcome. telling you earlier that I think as a business entrepreneur, it is just the minute you realize that it has to do with psychology, mm. the way you used to be in the past, everything, everything relates to who you are now from your past. And I think what I love the science of all this is that you could change it at any given time. You could just switch it, be conscious about it. So uh, I'm very passionate about that, that I think that the better you work on yourself, your self development, it kind of reflects of where you are in your life. You know, it's so, so true. Yeah, so I think I'd rather you ask me questions because I talk a lot, so. Yeah, well, I guess <laughs> we have that in common. So. I'm going to go in different so tell, directions. So tell me about, so you come from an immigrant background. You have, you mentioned to me that you had an interesting family, interesting, interesting upbringing. Yes. What drove you to be in business and how, how challenging was it for you, coming from the background that you have, to be so present I guess and visible in the business world that you're in I mean you've got the immigrant background you've you're a woman in business and there's all those layers of challenge that we know exist for women in business right how how what did you draw on what was the strength that you found in those really early days to put yourself out there and push yourself forward you know what I come from I'm actually Mexican what what um, <laughs> maybe I'm a minority in Australia, but in California, there's a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, immigrant background and in, back in, in our country, my parents always had that entrepreneur mindset, you know, we're a middle-class, uh, family and they always wanted more for us. So even though we were middle-class, they had their own little business. They either owned like a little grocery store they had um, a little like a uh, taco stand next to it, always thinking that being a business owner was gonna take us somewhere else. And then um, at that time, even my parents paid for private school, which is, it was expensive. So then I, I really believe now, even to this day, I, um, we have a saying in our office that it's success is contagious. And for us, it means that is who are you surrounding with your, yourself with? 
like-minded individuals and definitely you do so either for you to feel comfort and feel like oh you know poor me poor me or or you feel like we could connect but i think it's really important who you surround with yourself with so i think that really helped me my background that i actually was in a really good private school my parents came to this country to the united states we actually came with a visa to um, travel supposedly we came to go to disneyland but we never left <laughs> so, people ask yeah. me, right? so um, we never left and they came for the american dream they call it over here in the u.s yeah. so imagine coming to a different country my parents didn't speak the language and uh, they had to struggle and again my parents decided they had three jobs, undocumented, you could say, um, and they made it happen to pay the rent, struggling. And again, they realized we have to open a little business. What do we know how to do? Cook. So again, they opened a little taco stand and it became really successful. And I will help them since I was little. I was always there. Oh, she speaks English now. She could be our translator. So I started talking to different, you know, going to the bank with them, helping to negotiate to buy a car. So I realized, even though when I was little, I'll say, why can't I just play with my dolls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but everything prepares you for life. Everything does. Right. I am so yeah. grateful for that now. So yeah. grateful. Like, also the people skills, right? To know people, what they feel, what they need. That gut feeling that you get um, is, is being huge. So um, I think for me, I'm very spiritual. I think I didn't realize it before. But I think that I always felt that I had something protecting me because since I was like 10 years old, and I, I don't think I'm a genius, I would go in the bathroom and um, do test, uh, affirmations. Nobody told me how to do affirmations. And even though I do, you know, at that time, 10 years old, it was a lot of, uh, you know, dysfunction in my family. It was even before coming here, you know, alcoholism and domestic violence. Um, and um, things of that nature, right? So I was a 10 year old, you know, that I would go to school without sleeping because my parents had big old fights in the middle of the night. And yeah, right. I was an A straight A student. So for me, since I was little, I took it the opposite, which usually they say it's one way or the other, black or white. Yep, yep. So um, I think my, I had a lot of strength. Now I know that for me, it was like the faith, my Holy Spirit that I had, you know? never give up and just continue to keep on going. Um, yeah. So I'm very glad came into this country with my parents. That's why I like to give them credit because even though they had all that stuff going, they supported us. They actually purchased their first home when they came here. It took them two years to buy their first home. So that's, yeah. wow, you know what I mean? And that's it was pretty nice, amazing, yeah. A nice house, you know, with a pool, all of that stuff. So it was, I had good, I, I actually, chose to also see the good, not just focus on the bad, you know? Yeah. And yeah. to be able to graduate, I actually graduated. So I don't know if you know a lot of politics and everything in the United States, but <laughs> in my 20s, <laughs> a little. <laughs> in my 20s, people will say, people from different ethnicities, they will say, oh my gosh, you graduated from college? Oh, wow. And you're not married at 19 and you don't have any kids? You know, because they, they will see the different mindset of, you know, what they're used to. Yeah always been outside the box I always been a little bit of a rebel in that sense you know yeah. um, that I just wanted I just knew I had big dreams but I always also knew what hard work is I never thought it was gonna be easy by just marrying a rich man to take care of me 
um, because as a woman, you know, that kind of crosses your mind, your surroundings. So then yeah. when you start hanging out with girls that are maybe, you know, they're good looking, then they, they talk about, maybe we should marry a rich guy. We should go here. And you know what? Even though I kind of, I was like, okay, entertaining the idea. I didn't like feeling as a trophy or not value as who you are as a person. So then I said, I don't think so. I think I'm going to, I'm going to choose the hardworking route. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that gives yeah. you confidence. I think you've touched on a few things, you know, that, that are common themes when I'm talking about, you know, finding proof, I was saying to you earlier, finding proof, it's all about being able to recognize within ourselves that we already have everything we need to draw on to, you know, step up and be brave and courageous in our business careers. Uh, And sometimes we need to find that proof from within. I mean, you've talked about faith and faith is whatever anyone decides to to define it as, right? It's whatever it is that you believe in that is a strength that carries you forward. So it doesn't necessarily mean a religious faith for some people, but it's a faith in something is so important. And that inner courage, you talked about being a rebel. I've always talked about myself as being a misfit. And, uh, and because, you know, similar background, we have similar backgrounds um, in terms of, you know, family dysfunction and things like that. And choosing school and education and focus and drive as the thing that is the steady thing that you're going to focus on. And choosing, and this is really important because you've mentioned this before too, you're able to choose what you focus on. You're able to choose what you let influence you. You're allowed to choose what you give your power to. Um, You know, and I think for, for, for not just women in business, but I think also, you know, in this age where men are learning also to acknowledge their own emotional vulnerabilities and how to exist with that in this landscape, Mm -hmm. Being able to acknowledge that we have these challenges and we can choose and be vulnerable at the same time mm-hmm. is, you know, it's a strength. Yes. It's a strength. You, and you carry that forward and you fly that flag and, and you move forward with your business or whatever it is in life. It doesn't just relate to business, of course. You were telling me before we started recording the episode uh, about your experience. Uh, I think this is a really valid one, especially for women in business. Uh, you studied journalism and you had a very interesting experience after you graduated. Would you like to share that story? Yes. You know, um, it's probably been 19 years ago to be exact. So yeah, I went to college with a lot of dreams, um, hard work, one of the best students, you know, and, um, and I got awards for being like a a really good uh, reporter for the school when I did my last, you know, final, what have you. And I got recognized to be, I think I won number one, actually I did, number one for all California as an investigation piece. I go into a a TV station to do an internship and uh, I'm working hard. I'm the first one to get there. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? I want to get hired. Uh, Impressing everyone, impressing that I'm there. Um, So I'm doing my thing. And I I think I was very naive because I got into uh, my comfort zone for everything was school, right? And I avoid thinking, which is not good. I learned later. You have to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. express yourself, mm-hmm. right? I kept all my feelings and everything inside and that's not good either. <laughs> but um, so then it was time to kind of know if they were going to hire me because I was about to graduate from college. So the main producer editor, uh, which he is very knowledgeable in the local area back then, 
So then he tells me, let me meet with you. And I just want to tell you about your future. And I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm telling my roommates in school. Oh my gosh. So then, um, so then he tells me, you know, I see you with a lot of potential and I see that give it about three years and you can be the main anchor reporter for the newscast. And I'm, for me, I'm just like super excited. And he go, and I'm like, okay. And he says, this is what you have to do. And I said, okay. I'm like, let me write notes. And he says, all you have to do is be my mistress and, uh, and you will get that. So that scarred me until now. I still get emotional about it because, but I don't want to, I just, I would sometimes say, I wish I was who I am today to really express what I felt, you know, and I can go back and I just froze and he basically took my dream away, my self-esteem uh, I literally didn't run away, but I think a couple of days after I never showed up back to work. And, um, and then basically I said, my bad voice, what are you thinking? You did all this, you've been working so hard trying to be in the light, but maybe you just deserve to be a waitress. And, you know, what are you doing? You're not, you're probably not um, talented. Um, so it, it really basically, I just, my dreams and my, my, my confidence level. And I even get emotional now, you know, I didn't, I just told my best friends about it. You didn't feel, I feel like did I do something wrong because I think I'm, I'm, I like to talk and I'm so interested about the human being. So I don't care if it's a, a grandpa or a young guy, you know, I like to have conversations and I think I have a, like a bubbly personality. So I even questioned myself, oh my gosh. And I started to change like more serious, not trusting people. And I mean, now I feel like this is me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm not going to change, but I realized it did take me. I literally think, I mean, it's been 19 years. I think it took me about three years ago. I started to just let it all out. So that's a lot. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of time. So what was it? What was it three years ago that turned a corner? Because it sounds like something, there was a catalyst for change. So what, what happened? What was it three years ago that you just went enough? No, you know what? Well, for me is, first of all is, because I'm into self-development, you know, yep. so faith and self-development. So then even though, because I always say that I don't really connect with people that always have a story why they can't do things. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went deep and I said, oh my God, do I have a little bit of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very deeply I'm like why is that still like first I said you need to say it because it's inside of you because I really didn't talk about it all this time mm. and I realized is I started to do a self-reflection because even though I was go 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 we do have a very multiple different businesses my husband and I but I realized I I don't know if you know who Anthony Robbins is um I went to yes 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 yeah, and it stood to me that he says that he has interviewed the most successful people in the world, and he realized that sometimes those people, they just focus on success when it comes to tangible success of business recognition, and that they didn't allow themselves to work on themselves inside, mm. and um, they did it as a distraction. So, yeah. and then you don't really have true happiness and self-worth until you really are humble to yourself and vulnerable 
So then that's reflection time for me. And I said, oh my God, I need to let this go. Oh my gosh, but really talk about it as well. And I think it happens to so many of us, you know, that we feel like we've been judged. Like, oh my gosh, if I talk about it, they're going to say, what a crybaby was 15 years ago. Like, get over it. But I think that a lot of us, we keep things inside. And I think that's so true. We stop each other. That is such an important point, you know. You know, you've just hit the nail on the head, I think. You know, when we keep it all inside, we stop each other from being able to talk. Uh, I I was just doing a live stream to to, um, Facebook uh, this morning on this topic of vulnerability and the fact that I wasn't being vulnerable enough and I'd been caught out, basically, Mm -hmm. and, um, and challenged to share a bit more of the vulnerability behind my story. And I think what you're saying about using um, business and all of that as a distraction away from the challenges that you're facing and away from being real and being, being open. Um, you know, how do people recognize the path they need to follow for their own success? If we're not showing the path that we've followed and that, got the bumps in the road and the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs. And so I think you're right. You know, if we shut ourselves down, we're not letting others see what they need to see to inspire success themselves. And you put I love a lot that of, thought. You know, you put a lot of walls or you say, I'm going to act this mm. way. Okay. So you know, respect mm. me. So I also saw that um, the minute I started to be more open to being myself, genuine, genuine in my business, I actually, it became, for me, I'm just, this is what I tell people. You have to be yourself in business and personal and what have you. Because I see that people kind of change. Or with social media. I, I say, you know, yeah. don't be afraid of social media. Just be yourself. And then there's nothing you have to worry about. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I see that people say, oh, no. So then you might see them super laughing, super friendly on Facebook and then you, or social media. And then you see them pass by and they're the grumpiest people, the most rude person. You know, that's very extreme, but sometimes people are very serious. It's okay. You know what I mean? Just project who you are. Don't try to be somebody else that you're not. So when I open myself as being more vulnerable, because I thought that being a woman in business and for men to respect me, I started being a little bit more rude, I will say, or more cutthroat or more to the point or more dry. But it's not my internal self. And I thought that was a way of people respecting me in the business financial world. (laughs) and the minute I was like you know what I know my stuff I have a lot to offer I can coach I can mentor and um, I could be myself so when I started doing that because the other way people can consider you as a little bitchy person too 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 much you know maybe a a man could get by a little bit with that just find your style like your leadership style so all of this personal stuff has been helping me to be a better leader for my business. And I notice after that, I'm getting even better staff, better management. And, be, and I think I realized that everything comes from the top and the leadership. The better you are, the better people you're going to have around you. So don't, don't try to think the opposite. Like people should help me. You get, you know, you can control what it's in you. And you could also control the people around you. And it seems like you attract each other. That's true. Yeah, that is so true, isn't it? It is so true. So when did you make the shift to real estate? Because, of course, the, you know, the journalism was clearly a passion. The writing was clearly a passion. Yes. 
and then there was that awful experience. Was that the end of journalism at that time? You yes. cut that career off at the knees. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I honestly, even to this point, because, you know, people like think I had some interviews and people call me, I feel so embarrassed. Like I just basically gave it up. So, I, and then, you know, at that time, you know, my parents got divorced and my mom needed some help to help her open a restaurant business. And I, and I put my career on hold to be her business partner, you could say. I was in my mid-20s mm -hmm. at that time. And I learned so much from running an operation of a business and paying your, your taxes and running staff, all of that stuff. Yeah. It happened for a reason, I believe. Next door, there was a real estate office. And uh, one, the top producer in that office, he, he became one of our really good customers that will come in for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and he, it was fun for him to be there. Anyways, he's my husband now. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh -huh. That's handy. Yes, you know what I mean? So I always think things happen. And um, we were not a couple right away. Um, he was just an acquaintance, mm. like somebody I knew. Then we started uh, building a friendship. And he was a top real estate agent in his office. And I was like, you know what? I think I, want, I have extra time. I think I should get into sales. You're next door. So that's our journey. I started working for him before being a couple, before being married, because people ask, how could you work with your husband? And we do it yeah. pretty well because we were, I respected those um, roles, you know, even to this yeah. day. So we don't, we don't talk, see each other as husband and wife at the office. Mm -hmm. So um, the market shifted uh, at one point, everything crashed. We're both in real estate. We, we had to sell at that point. Yeah, he had his house. We, we sold his house. Um, we short sell it. I don't know if you guys know that in Australia. In, instead of foreclosing, you could no. sell it at a discount price. Um, and we got married in 2008, which was the worst ever recession in the United States. Yeah. So yeah. for me, again, it was a huge challenge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> got this. We're going to do this together. Um, yeah. And we started just me and him, three more people. Right now we have like 220 agents that work for us. Four wow. Uh, an investment company, uh, another escrow company, different businesses that we do. Um, and uh, I love, it's been marketing and social media has been really good for our businesses. And I just realized, I'm not sure, I don't think I'm done yet with what I'm doing, but I realized that I love to share and talk and interview and all of that stuff. So I'm implementing my passion to my own business. It's a family business and it's yeah. been helping us so much. So that's so good. And you're lighting up, like you're lighting up when you're talking about it. Like it's, it's clearly touching all of those passion areas, the stuff that gets you excited and motivated because you know, you, you just light up when you talk about it. It's beautiful. Yes. And when did the when did the public speaking start? Because I saw that you were uh, there was a, a conference or uh, there's yes. been a few, I guess, over the years. That you, you how did that start? How did that come about? So I think I'm having a passion for all that stuff. You know what I mean? So sometimes also I learned, and I'm you know, I'm just going with the flow right now. So things mm -hmm. are happening, and um, people are asking me, you know, for business entrepreneurs. Uh, there's different organizations, and they say, can you guys can you share your story as a businesswoman? your husband, and they're like, okay, well, now it's a couple because you guys are successful in your lo local market here. So started like, to give our testimonials, and different people are asking us to, to speak, to go to different places. And sometimes I'm thinking, you might think that you were meant to do something, right? Yeah. But just be open to it. So now I'm thinking, 
this is gonna sound a little bit cocky, but it's okay. So I was like, <laughs> I was not meant to report the news. Maybe I'm gonna be the news. That's a nice thing. I like it. I like it. That's a really good. That's what we call a reframe. <laughs> but what I like about social media and now that you can do your own podcast and then people asking you to speak is not yeah. scripted. It's not yeah. scripted. You know, like on the news, I thought it was going to be the It's very scripted and very limited. So I'm finding a very good passion for speaking and I think myself not as a speaker, but just as a, a testimonial of. Yes, you can. There's hope. And uh, struggles will make you even stronger. I honestly think that the best people out there that can help other people are people that have been through many different situations. Because if you had a yeah. life, how could you help or, you know, understand each other? I often, I often talk to, especially business owners, about the notion of one of my favorite sayings is you don't get on a roller coaster expecting it to go round and round in circles. You know, roller coaster is going to go up and down and, and business ownership's the same. You don't start your own business without expecting there to be ups and downs. But the, the exciting part isn't the ups. The exciting part is what you're going to learn from the downs and how that's going to inspire the next up. And, you know, the growth that comes from adversity, if you are switched onto it and you capture it and you can make of it anything you want, you can grow in whatever direction you choose when things are difficult. If you switch on that idea of this is an opportunity, this is an opportunity for me to learn something and to grow from it. You know, like you were saying before about helping your mom in the restaurant, you learned a lot about business from being in that role, even though at the time it felt like it sucked because you were putting your career on hold. Yes. And not knowing it was actually the foundation for what was going to happen for the rest of your life in all this exciting stuff. Right? So I was watching. I was watching one of your videos. You've got this great show that you do. Are you still creating episodes for this? Because I love it. Yes. Um, in your car, chatting with various people, and the episode I watched was with Tim Story, who's a life coach based in LA, um, and just the joy and the fun and the music mm-hmm. in the car. Um, where's that going to go? I mean, this is a great, it's a great concept and I really like it. I really liked it. It was really entertaining. Um, do you have a wish list of where, what's next or, or where's it going? Where's this show going? You know what? Um, I've been talking to one of the marketing companies that we work with and they, they say, you know what, we need to, we need to make this and explode and make more of it. And you see, for me, I just started doing that as a hobby, that, but that's to show that's what I like to do, you know, to yeah. fun with it, interview and to, to give a good content to everyone out there, you know, like real information, raw information, um, like Tim's story, which he's uh, one of our coaches and mentors as well. Um, he even asked me, they always see him as, you know, the positive uh, coach. He actually coaches like celebrities. And then we talked about he's single and dating, you know what I mean? And people don't really ask those kind of questions. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun. So, Basically, right now, it's basically I'm making a decision because it became as a fun project, more like a hobby. And people yeah. are telling me we want to see more of it. Uh, and I'm talking to um, Steve about that to basically launch right. it and do a weekly, like a weekly YouTube. A weekly show, yeah. On the spot. We call it on the spot. Yeah. I love it. 
I think it's a great concept and and it does and it does draw on all of that that passion around the reporting and the journalism that history you know that training that you did you know it's perfect for that um I I up until this story well sorry I'm I'm jumping in with I was going to mention to you I'm big on uh, empowering you know uh, as a husband and wife we do it overall for business owners and that's why they ask us to speak at different you know uh organizations and I created this this group called Real Estate in Heels it's an outside organization for uh, women in real estate to empower one another. And I'm actually loving all that stuff. I feel like I was, I was meant to help in that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Bring more of the uplifting, the light, but not only to show, because in social media, it's so easy for people to just, maybe they don't do it with bad intentions. I've done it. And now I'm trying to learn, you know, you need to also show the realness of things. When you're yeah. just, to show your achievements, right? No, you know, you're not gonna be like, oh, somebody just gave me a lawsuit, you know what I mean? Or this and that. Yeah. But I think nowadays we need more realness, more real, you know, mm-hmm. to, and to encourage and be positive. And then when you give, it's almost like it comes back to you because you're becoming a better person mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're growing out of that, out of that sharing and nurturing. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, so many um so many business owners that i speak with have a tendency to underestimate the value of the knowledge and the experience that they've got and i think that when you reach a point in your own business career where you realize you actually do have something to give to others in your profession or beyond your own profession and then you're in a space where you can share that i think it's such an amazing thing to be able to do i I completely understand of course doing something similar myself so i really i really i get the joy i get the joy that you get out of that i think it's beautiful so what's the next big thing for you what's what's the next big big challenge or the next big exciting thing that's coming up for you you know i um big thing for me um i just turned 40 years old in april and my life birthday (laughs) 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 i feel like my my I was very successful driven. I have two little kids. I have a 10 year old and I have a five year old and a boy and a girl. So I think right now, I think we're in a really good place that our business keeps growing. Um, we see it growing and growing, but we're actually feeling very confident that it's gonna, it's gonna happen with less physical work, which for me is amazing. So for example, we have real estate agents working for us, 220 agents. We want to go to 300 agents by the end of this year. And we have goals to go to 500 agents. Um, And that's amazing, but that's just one part of my life, right? And um, I'm I'm really liking uh, the speaking, uh, giving back. So I'm into this, I guess I'm trying to put my life in order when it comes to not just focusing so much on one thing. Um, I want to, for example, I love to empower and I'm saying I have a girl and a boy. So the people that I want to empower the most, that it could be easy to forget it's your own children. (laughs) So so my daughter is nine years old and and my son is five. And um, I want her to see, I don't want her to be like shelter. And I'm starting, you know, she's in summer break right now spending more time with her, coming to the office so she can see what mom does. Um, so for me, big things, they excite me, but I just, I'm also very big on, I'm telling you, self-development and enjoying life and not regret anything. I mean, my father, he passed away this October, that just happened. 
he was only 63 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. Yeah, wow. But you know, the funny thing is, it's not funny, but I always knew, you know, since I was a little girl, because he was an alcoholic and he was wild and he didn't care. He, he was a big smoker as well. He would smoke probably three packs of cigarettes a day. So I, um, even though I pretend that I didn't care, I always thought my father is, I mean, he's not a robot. He's going to pass away young. And can you believe that I kind of, every night, I always would think my father could pass away today which is not good because I think I got um, like anxiety and um, I couldn't sleep too well because I would wake up, right? But I will not tell anyone. So yeah. I, I made peace with my father about two years prior to his passing. So if I want to give a message out there, you know, uh, your parents, they're, they're, they're doing whatever they can. And everyone has, like my father, I learned he had a bad childhood and they did really horrible things to him. So how could I expect him to know what he's doing? So I made peace with that. Um, he basically, the last two, three years, he kind of gave up on um, not working, you know, and stuff like that. So it kind of like, um, I was trying to be kind of like the, he says that I was his, I was like a sister to him. So that will hurt yeah. me. He'll be like, I feel yeah. like you're my sister or my friend. And inside of me will hurt me because I was like, I need a daddy. I need a father. Yeah. But yeah. you know. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And my husband has been so supportive. And he says, I want you to sleep well at night. And I want to take care of your father. So we got him a place. And we took care of him from everything. Two years prior to his passing. I made peace with it. And uh, I am so glad. Because I will feel so bad now, you know. He got yeah. a he had a heart attack. And he passed away on the spot. Like on the, um, He was not able to make it to the hospital. So that gave me such a learning experience in so many different ways that sometimes we just go, 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 and then you have all these goals. So I've always been so oriented to the T, maybe a little bit exaggerated. Maybe I, I am a perfectionist and a workaholic that right now I'm trying to put everything more in peace and more, a little bit more for me, God got this, like God knows where you're going. Don't pressure yourself so much. And um, it seems like everything's blooming. Like I get opportunities, opportunities without really thinking too much about it. Yeah. And really enjoying the people around me, really enjoying what I do. And in my business, more conscious about not so go, go, but really, how are you to my staff? Yeah. More caring, I will say, because I was a little bit uh, putting a wall. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about all that stuff that I, and I, and I'm, grateful. I'm grateful that I could think about that in my health, because yeah. if you, even if you go to the gym, what have you, I think yeah. that your emotions and your state of mind creates a lot of diseases and, and mental issues true. on top yeah. about, you know, yeah. yes, so, that's exactly right. We don't, we don't open up enough. We don't communicate well enough and we bottle all those things in and it eats away at us, you know, and, you know, I'm, obviously I'm a psychologist and I deal with that a lot with people and yet you know as the conversation earlier you know not necessarily modeling to yeah. people that that's what we need to do because you know I've got to lead by example sometimes and be be real be vulnerable be open so I think I'm, I'm thinking about you know the way you your mindset has shifted and the way you are with your mentoring clients, these women in real estate, and the way you are with your team 
and the way, I mean, what a, what a role model for your kids to see that, you know, you can have what you want if you're prepared to work hard, but also working hard on the inside. Yes. It's, you know, right. it's so important to have that balance. Have that balance and because um, in the United States, it's very uh, materialistic stuff, you know, like always yeah. the, the nice car, the nice purse, the, the house, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I like those things, but I'm a little more, I'm trying to balance myself that it's like, no, well, think about like I'm big on retirement, right? Not be, a lot of people are so flashy out there. And if you could do it, awesome. If that's what you like, awesome. But then I see so many people here, especially in the United States, that when they're about to retire, they're struggling. They're struggling, you know, they're relying on the government. Um, yeah. It's more about creating a legacy to my family and to my generations, legacy of peace, abundance, that it doesn't have to be hard, you know? Yeah. And, and that it has to be well-rounded. You know, work on yourself. What a great legacy. What a great legacy to leave your kids. I think that's a beautiful message, and not just for your kids, just generally. A beautiful, beautiful message. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jeanette. It's been such a joy to talk to you and I hope we get the opportunity to talk again. I think it's, um, I think we have a lot in common about what we aspire for others around us, you know, what we hope for others around us. So where can people find you? Where's the best place for people to find you if they want to follow you on social media? Thank you so much. Um, I actually right now have Instagram, I will say, and um, I haven't created a website so it's Instagram or Facebook. Instagram is easier. So it's the underscore, the little line under. Mm-hmm. It's Jeanette, J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. Yeah, double N, double T. <laughs> Fuentes <laughs> is F as in Frank, U-E-N-T-E-S. So I love to connect on social media. Imagine having these beautiful conversations through technology. It's, it's amazing, you know, what we could do. It's wonderful, magical. Thank you so much. I will end the recording now, but I'm not going to let you get away that quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everyone for joining us for this wonderful episode of Finding Proof. I have loved this conversation. I look forward to talking to you all again very, very soon. Bye-bye for now.